0: Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we are back for episode 14. A little bit late. We've been a bit late the past couple of weeks. Um, In fact, we're sat in literally cardboard boxes right now
1: yeah we're moving yeah Yay.
0: okay right. i'm glad you're excited about it but all, mark always says that you know when we're moving when i get the resealable bags out and start like piling things frantically in to make sure we're nice and organized but yeah it's been um it's been a it's been a busy few weeks yeah. um quite mentally draining also so i guess sometimes when you have to go and sit down and do a podcast it just doesn't end up getting done. But we're here. Yeah. We had a little bit of a week, a week or
1: yeah, packing boxes and doing all that. How many kind boxes of stuff. do you
0: think you've packed, Mark?
1: Um, I haven't packed any boxes. <laughs> but what I have done is project managed.
0: Project managed. Exactly. Yeah, what have just, we project managed? You've changed the sky. Uh, oversight. Plan.
1: Oversight. Uh, um, general planning.
0: General planning. And, Can you tell um, anyone that plan?
1: Uh, quality control.
0: Okay. So, did you book the removal man?
1: uh no of.
0: absolutely no way did you book anything in this whole move
1: yeah but we've we i delegated tasks down to
0: i'd love to know what your delegated tasks were barring yeah, like literally packing. buying we finally bought an electric screwdriver
1: well which i did use i put together i, did the, not... uh, I was very proud of myself i put together a double bed
0: it was actually a king size bed, oh, so don't, go, yeah, don't hold yourself back. But you did put it up in a room where you can't get it out, so now yeah, we're a I bit did, I did it on
1: purpose. <laughs> I did that on purpose um, for our uh, wonderful landlords.
0: Yeah, best wishes to those twats. Anyway, um, today, today the garlics are going to talk you through uh, getting back on track plateaus all that comes with life stops it's probably quite relevant for us as well currently Mm. um we we do frequently get asked um via social media or on email or you know about how to really manage you know you've had a lot of time off I I guess you could say time off in the sense of you maybe just haven't focused in on priorities have shifted yeah priorities have shifted it could be
1: I mean, COVID was a huge um, hurdle for some people where, you know, lifestyles had changed quite a bit and certain things were, priorities were shifted around.
0: Yeah, and I think it's definitely had a direct impact on the way people view things currently. But I think, you know, it could be getting back on track. It could be short term. It could be, oh, I've fucked it up over the weekend and i've got a goal and i haven't Mm. you know or it could be i literally just haven't done anything or had the will to do anything about you know looking after my health for for years now i have to say it's very common and it happens to the best of us um as we always say Mm. you know you can never always be on track with everything you know Mm. and when priorities you know need to be you know hierarchy of needs need to be adjusted sometimes things do fall by the way yeah. um and that is very very normal to happen so i think first things first um
1: um yeah it doesn't define you as a person or doesn't define the process or the you know goal that you're trying to achieve like you just said Um, it is very common for things to change, life to change. Uh, There's so many things that could affect your overall adherence. And the main thing is not to beat yourself up too much about it um, because these things do happen. And you can only control a certain amount of things. um, And a lot of the things that we do, we tend to stress about can sometimes be outside of our sphere of influence. So it's... Mm. It's not getting. It's not allowing your internal narrative to beat you up about it, and and start that that snowball effect of negative thoughts. Um, you know, there are oh, hiccups do happen, but it doesn't define you as a person. You're not a failure. You haven't failed in a sense. If it's just, it's you know, like I a think, one-off. I think
0: I do think that like it very much depends on you as an individual, like what your life circumstances are as to why you need to get a lot of people always say they are falling off the wagon or they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, they need to get back on track and all of these things. And I think it comes down to like what, what is the aim of the game anyway? Yeah. And I don't even want to necessarily say goals because, you know, as we always say that like, oh, I think I probably said this in every single podcast, you know, looking after your health should be seen, you know, as a way of life, not something. goal. You it know. is, but I think also there's, there's re- it's, it's very, I personally think that I probably shouldn't say this because yeah. I am a coach and my whole job is obviously coaching individuals through this, but, you know, it's not, you know 100% of your day it is not something that you want consuming your brain 24 7 it's something Mm -hmm. that should effectively accompany your lifestyle in general and if your life is you know potentially it's very different for those that maybe don't have kids maybe don't have you know as many responsibilities as what others have in their life maybe you know you've got a very solid job and maybe you've lost your job or you've been made redundant. All of these things happen and actually when it comes to... I don't know, sticking to a calorie target or making sure my training is progressive. You know, actually what's more important is like the baby steps in that. Is just being the fact that one you are consciously aware of potentially over a month that you have eaten vaguely okay, do you know what I mean? And the fact that maybe you're just going to exercise to clear your mind, you're not going there for a structured program. There are all of these things which do come into play when... I guess it doesn't always revolve around having a goal. Now we always say that if you want to get somewhere, then obviously you need a direct target as to how you're going to reach it, you know. Mm. But life isn't always just that one end goal, you know. It's always about mini goals, all achieving, you know, attainable ones where you can sort of tick them off and work yourself through them. But I also think for the majority of people and I'm certain the majority of people listening to this, you're your health is very very important we all know this but we always forget it and i think that it's very easy to you know when work's consuming potentially you know things are a bit tough maybe relationships are not going completely well to immediately assume that everything's complete shit show when actually like what are you even really comparing to in my opinion like what what If you've said if you if, for example, you sat there and you you know, you're incredibly unhealthy and you know, then that's a different thing. You may be gone to the doctors. The doctors said to you, like, you know, you're on the verge of potentially getting diabetes. That's a, a common example. That's what I got told when I was very, very overweight. I went to the doctor for something completely random and they said, like, you're on the verge of getting, you know, getting diabetes. Is that a wake up call? Of course it is. You know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, fuck, I really don't want a lifelong medical, you know, situation to deal with. And that's a wake up call. But for your average person, like, we don't really have wake up calls. You know what I mean? It's just you are either interested or you just go by and you don't necessarily think about it all the time. I think getting back on track. Sometimes you feel like you need to strive for perfection, when actually it's really just doing like very small steps. I don't know. Do you agree? Like,
1: um, I mean, yeah, I do agree. Um, <laughs> no, I I'm do just it. thinking. Um, I think it uh, can sometimes come down to paralysis from analysis, where we all focus on trying to be perfect and you know hitting every single target um consistently time and time again and then you know there's so much that it tends to overwhelm people where they feel like the goal is unachievable or the lifestyle habits or self-care habits are unachievable because of x y and z um and generally people lose sight of the overall benefit of just moving your body and eating a nutrient-dense diet that it has for their mental health and their physical health because at the end of the day we as an industry glorify a certain look and if you don't look that certain way even though you're doing your self-care habits you feel shit about yourself because you're Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to a person that has obviously got abs and is like super hench or, you know, very... Yeah, but
0: I just still think, like, you know, I've I've commonly done this experiment on public transport where whenever I'm on it, I like to, like, I sit away from my phone and I watch how other people use their phones. And I know it sounds a bit nosy, but I've watched now countless people of all different age ranges scrolling on their phones on social media and nothing stops it. Apart from
1: potentially
0: food. a half naked individual. Yeah, food, and it's actually like these are, nabs. it could be a girl that sat on the bus, which is maybe mm. 18 years old, to like a woman that sat on the bus that's also, you know, 60 years old. We are so engaged by, I guess, what other people are doing that we lose, we do lose track of mm. what the fuck we're doing in our lives. And I think it's really important. The-
1: and everybody thinks that to get back on track, they need to do absolutely everything to be back on track in quotation marks, so uh, I have to wait until I can meal prep and go to the gym four times a week and do 10,000 steps and so on and so forth when you know knowing when to to swim and knowing when to tread water pr- proverbially is, is always a good idea, because there are moments in your life where you might not be able to meal prep your food, for example, because you're traveling with work, but you can still get your workouts and, you know, that essentially is getting back on track. Or, I think or in my opinion, of, it's, the, it's,
0: it's avoiding an all or nothing approach. You yeah, know, that, when it that comes that to getting back true. on track, you know, you might have had two years off. Could have had three years off. Mm. Could have not stepped foot. Like I've coached a few people this year who, literally, for three years, have done absolutely nothing. Like, not in the sense that they've done a lot otherwise. In the sense, if we're talking health and well-being, you know, mm. they've done nothing. They've not been, you know, they've not moved. They've not gone to the gym. They've not. Yeah. They've, there's there's nothing. And I guess that you know, time flies when we're all just doing <laughs> clearly not much. But mm. you know, it's quite. I guess that whole approach where you're like, right, I need to get this shit sorted and then going, right, on Monday, I'll start with all of these things. Mm. And I guess being very biased here, that's where obviously when somebody wants a coach or a, to coach for a period of time, you know, that's where our jobs really do come into play as to getting them started with a good structure. However you know most people don't necessarily need or want to have a coach or feel the necessity to have Mm. a coach in their Mm. life and so they do this thing of like you know number one you might try and get other people involved with you so it could be like right you know i could say to mark right mark as of monday we're not doing we're not going to eat this x y and z we're going to go and do this and make sure you've done that when actually Mm. you should probably be just focusing on what you want to do yeah and I think you know if you've done nothing for years or months on end, the last thing you need to be doing is all Every, of it. it's everything, yeah. yeah.
1: You want to just pick your pick your battles and self-diagnose, or not no, self-analyze yourself and know what your advantages are and what your disadvantages are, and start with your strong points. If you don't, if you really like exercise or, or walking or any form of movement maybe start there before leaning into nutrition or vice versa, you know, but at the end of the day, it does come down to just actually starting and uh, applying yourself where you're comfortable because for you to get back on track, you actually need to action something and that could be mental, but most of the time it's, uh, it is it is mental, sorry. Um, no, but
0: I think there's also a physical action that needs to happen in the sense that yeah. you need to physically, you know, mentally you're telling yourself you're going, but you need to actually physically action it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. there are two things that come combined here. Yeah, it's, hand not, in hand. it's not physical. I need to see physical results in the sense of, but it's actually just physically acting something like yeah. actually going for a walk or like actually mm. doing what you're saying mm. but you know it's it does happen more often than not where you end up in a cycle of i'm going to start and i don't start and then i'm not psych i'm going to start i'm not starting you know what i mean and yeah, you end you up literally doing circles
1: you go the time wasted procrastinating it could be time slowly applying and practicing self-care habits so that you can get better and better at them I don't even say you don't
0: necessarily have to be better. So I always like You're life not is I it, man, yeah, I like not life so is much not,
1: better, but after repetition and finding value in it, then it, it, moves it comes away a point though, where to... like as
0: a human, and I will say this because I've gone through this myself as an individual, where there comes to a point where it's like, how much more can you really progress? Do you know what I mean, how much more are you willing to, like depending on what your goal really is? Yeah. And My life goal isn't a fucking goal to do with the gym and this and that. It's to have an all-rounder goal with my whole lifestyle. So that's like health and, you know, my nutrition and my training is a small percentage of that. Mm. You know, work takes up 95% of my life. But I want to be able to have a fulfilled life, you know, off of many different variables. Mm. So it, it does come down to the fact that, like, I don't necessarily believe, you you always need to I don't know, like carry on pushing for progress when actually if you self analysed yourself as a human, sometimes that's probably the last thing you need to do. Yeah, I mean pushing for
1: progress is you know, very
0: I think just doing something, just doing something on a day to day basis or Yeah, people shouldn't
1: be pushing for progress. People should be pushing for consistency. And that's, I think, where people, some people get demoralized and then go off track, is the constant need to feel like you need to be progressing when the vast majority of people actually struggle with just being consistent and enjoying the process.
0: Yeah, but also, coming just the process? It makes it sound okay. so miserable. You know why I say that? Because it sounds like a fucking printing shop where they literally send it off and there's the process, and it's kind. Of, you know, okay, well, it's just not. I would say it's your just life. your fucking life. Yeah, your <laughs> life. You know, your life runs however the fuck it wants to be. It's never linear. Yeah. Things get thrown at us, like how we like how I've been the past couple of months, have been completely thrown off on so many things due to my own mental health capacity things going on in my life you know and i know deep down i can't necessarily be focusing my whole energy onto going into the gym and hitting fucking numbers and being like a fucking henchman yeah i have goals in the sense of overall i want to keep myself physically fit and well you know but right now in the past you know three to six months Like, fuck, all I've been doing is just trying to keep my mental health alive, do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, you get into a position where everything just feels unbearable. It goes goes from,
1: like, physical progress to, I need to do this because I know that once I've done it, I feel better mentally
0: yeah and i think that i'm not doing it to be like fucking on stage you know what i mean to do it for anybody other than myself like i know that movement and moving my body in the way that i like to move it which is obviously lifting weights and doing the odd, you know, conditioning stuff, is the way that I mentally process feeling like shit, you know, Mm. and so I know that if I do that on a day, which I obviously do frequently, where I don't feel necessarily mentally that stable, Mm. that if I go and exercise, I'm going to feel a lot better in a sense of clarity. It's not solving anything, you know, it's just giving yourself that time where Mm. it's dedicated to something that you know helps you. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, if you are somebody that, you know, you've had three years off, or potentially you've had a child. That's a common thing. You know, you've had a child, everything's changed. Mm. I guess you just got to understand that, you know, you've things do change and sometimes we always hold on to like, I've probably been quite guilty of doing this. You hold on to what, like, five years ago used to be like.
1: Yeah. And it's Everybody's like, living t- in their high school years, pretty much.
0: No, Just, I definitely don't live in my high school years. But you know, fucking, there's
1: that stereotypical way everybody lying.
0: Well, for example, like, you know, yeah. if we're being brutally honest, you know, we went from being full-time, you know, coaches in high-end gyms in London of training very well-known people and dealing with people that, you know, most people, you know, would probably idolise to some degree Mm. to then, well, a lot of people would, Mark. That's why they're well-known. So anyway, um, to then taking ourselves to Cape Town away from what we didn't necessarily like what we'd created in London due to the fact that it was straining our mental health like big time we took ourselves to Cape Town, opened up a gym and then, you know, the gym did exceptionally well, but What didn't do so well is throwing in a fucking global pandemic, where it literally questioned everybody's business and everybody's minds as to Mm. what the fuck was going on. And so we left. Obviously, throughout that time, when you're away from family, when you're away from friends, when you're away from what you're used to. I
1: guess once you we pivoted onto an online business, you're kind of sitting. It's
0: hard, you know. In
1: Cape Town, you you feel like you're missing out. Not missing out, but it's quite an isolated. Tour like. A lot of our uh, clients from Johannesburg would say, like, uh, for your professional career, you go to Cape Town for it to die, basically, because it's...
0: I don't think that was even a thing. I've never really bothered about what other people really say.
1: Yeah, but, uh, like, it's not... But, you know, it's... We felt very isolated, not isolated in the sense, but we felt very out of the mix.
0: Like, our business did well, but it comes to a point where you don't necessarily know whether or not you can grow it to the extent that you... You know, you're at max capacity, but is this... I always do this thing as like, is this it? Do you know what I mean? And unfortunately that's the way my brain works is, is this it? And I know it sounds, you know, we had the most beautiful space and the most like, you know, and we did it 10 out of 10 times. Perfect. We always did. But it comes to a point where I guess you're in also Africa and there is something to say being British, moving to Africa. There's a lot of things you're not necessarily aware of, but I don't necessarily think, <laughs> I think going online, as a business, completely changed everything. You know, we were online. In fact, we were probably one of the first people to be online mm. years ago. We used to give, you know, meal plans to people yeah. online. We used to give, you know, and it was really, if in the grand scheme of things, we used to get people great results. But it was really a half-assed job because our main, t- main job was to be training the people face-to-face to face to face and coaches. to coach them face-to-face. And I think... When we went completely online, you're then so heightened to what else is going on online the whole bloody time mm. that it actually, it doesn't do very well for your mental health. You've really got to have a very strong setup in your mind yeah. to feel like you can really work through this and not be phased by something.
1: Because yeah, you, you, you're presented with constant comparison, which, you know, can and will to a certain degree whether you are cognizant of it or not is going to have a negative impact on a your mental health and be how you've kind of value and see yourself and speak to yourself with that internal narrative and when you see for and everything to a certain degree is always our context and everything's other everybody's highlight reel but when you're undergoing your personal journey and you're maybe not feeling the process and you haven't been to the gym for a couple of days no, and you haven't uh, had a nutritious meal and you're always constantly being presented by by somebody who's you know very anal about their appearance and so on and so forth and is always super consistent then making you uh want to get back on track it starts to then you know make it a lot more challenging when you're faced with
0: yeah, yeah but movies. i think going back to us as a business running like you know when you're you're not necessarily like as a business you're not direct comparing yourself to like an individual and the, what they're eating you're you're high heightened to have to be very very emotionally intelligent to effectively work your way through everything and see whether that's realistic or not and as a, as a business if you see like we grew a lot online throughout COVID, but we had to do a fuck ton of adjustment. I mean, it's more than what people think it is at the end of the day. And I think your whole aim of the game slightly changes. And I think it all happened really quickly. So I think for us, like, you know, being on track, you know, throughout, you know, and all of these things wasn't really something that we massively had a focus on as such. And, you know, as we say you know going online and not directly comparing yourself but going and seeing what everybody else is doing 24 7 and as a business when you take that leap for like social media where you go from being like a person to a business there is fuck tons you need to learn and like so much that goes on that if you're not switched on to it then good luck like and it becomes where you just feel like oh my god do we have to do this all the fucking time like is this really what is you know we really wanted to run this business as purely educational and you know and and stuff like that but you know social media does push you in directions which means that sometimes what you thought was on track is not fucking on track and this happens in like so many factors in your life you know it can happen in relationships it can happen in friendships it can happen in in every sense your workplace and I just think that that whole understanding your common situation you know your what is going on in your environment around you is probably the the biggest thing to to analyze first off like I'm very good at it because I'm very emotionally aware of things but I know that many of our clients struggle to understand that how do you how how can you continually make progress every single week and not have weeks where it's not going to happen or months where it's just not going to happen but at least what you're doing is a lot of clients we retain for years on end. Mm. Like, and I guess that's a great thing for us because you build amazing relationships with people. But, you know, they're the people that just consistently, and consistently, I don't necessarily mean daily, but consistently over a period of length of time, mm. have been consciously aware of you know things sometimes of course every client we have you know not every client but a lot of clients they'll fall off track and you know you're there do you know what I mean to effectively say it's all okay but it's okay to still have something like a coach or to be thing but just be ticking off you know I mean you
1: don't I had we had the I, I had this conversation with one of our clients the other day um it's you know, Sometimes you just got to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. Like you might not feel in the mood to, to exercise and uh, calorie count or eat a nutritious diet. But sometimes you've got to just set that aside and know that to get the ball rolling, there needs to be some level of action. And there are going to be days, weeks and months where you don't necessarily want to do it. And it's the people that turn up and do it regardless of how they feel that can essentially proverbially stay on track
0: but well, I also I, I do you know what I hate as I hate this whole on track yeah, thing because no, it's very,
1: um... I, I'm
0: very like anti all of everything to do with the industry I might know exactly what I'm talking about in terms of nutrition and change, but I literally am so anti with the the way the whole industry works in yeah, general
1: it like self feeds itself into like what like... the fuck
0: like do you think that literally 7 billion people there's probably way more now in population mm. are you know how many percentage of those are right now whilst we're recording this podcast thinking like like oh fuck i need to make sure that i'm lifting five kilos heavier on my fucking this or no no it's there's a literally a small, very, small, very percentage, small of percentage of people and that's why in this industry you have a niche because you then narrow it into that niche to then be able to help those people that are mm. but it's not everybody and this is what i always say is you're not always going to be that person you see yeah. or inter- you know and
1: like most people don't like exercising or doing any of that stuff in general so then to assume that for you to be on track in quotation marks that you need to do a vast majority of things which are totally against maybe your character maybe these socio-economic situations maybe it's a cultural thing there's so many individual varying um, influences that mm. comparing yourself consistently to other people or having a level of expectation on yourself can or can be very counterproductive to finding out what you enjoy, finding out value for yourself so that...
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that probably the, the most... Rewar- like, the people that we coach for the longest see the most reward. Now, the me- reason I say that is because we've said this before but our industry runs via time lengths you know and i appreciate that's also an affordability factor you know pay for x you know get this for x weeks but it's always this thing as like okay you've got a coach everything's going really fucking well and then it ends and then people just think that they just stop and it's like well the whole aim of our jobs is to educate you on just literally habits that you can ingrain into your life to then be able to mm. somewhat some form or another continue or mm. reduce increase whatever, you know, your life might do. And I, I don't know, it's that whole thing of like working in like eight to 12 week spans where I guess, I think our clients that have trained with us for years, you know, who have consistently seen it as like an investment into their well being, like mm. and them have seen the most reward because yeah. not only do they learn, but they also have that understanding that it does take time. Like you can't expect to know mm. everything within a short period of time or to you know we don't ever want to feel like we're giving somebody a job when you sign up. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, fuck, I've really got to think about this. But there has got to be some kind of switch on to some degree. you know what I mean? Where you're mentally connected to what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, the ones that have coached with us the longest period of time, like their lives have gone up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Things have been narrowed in. Things have been widened. There. You know, yeah. like it's... And actually going on to that, like what you do in a plateau, like we obviously, a lot of the time when it comes to you either gaining or losing weight, um, this is probably the most common factor that we get approached with is the fact that you've made, you've done all of this and you've not made any progress for X amount of weeks or months and now you think, what's the point? Um, So getting over a plateau, I guess if you're going into the science stuff, um, if we talk about a weight loss goal if you're sat there and I think it's very easy to think you haven't made progress in anything when like say for example a scale doesn't move or you don't think your clothes are fitting exactly the way that they should or you can't fit into something yet that you immediately think you've plateaued well I'd just like to say that there's a big difference between plateauing where you need adjustments and then mentally getting over the a barrier because scientifically if you lose weight your body requires less energy which means you if you've plateaued for say six weeks or whatever there's no movement on a scale and there's no movement in the way you feel or look or whatever and your goal is weight loss then statistically you would have to obviously think about how you can either adjust targets to some degree to keep that progress going, but more often than not, we get people that are like, "I've done this for two weeks, and I've seen no progress, and it's like it's two weeks, like what do you expect? you know at the end of the day, you know you're not going to make much progress in two weeks in anything. you can't even form a new habit in two weeks. you can make conscious decisions, but you can't make effort as such to actually see direct progress that's going to impact your life long term it's just not possible so you know at the end of the day if you have plateaued and it's only been for a very short period of time what we'll always say is just stay adherent stay consistent with it but if you've plateaued for a longer period of time and you're doing everything correct and everything right then obviously that's when you look to potentially adjust targets, keep things going, you know, all of the above, because you end up.
1: Yeah, you end up uh, just over consuming yourself with um, negative thoughts of constantly wanting to progress. And the reality is, is people need to focus less on outcomes and focus more on um, the inputs that they're, they're doing to get those outcomes. Uh, yes, it's great to obviously see progress and see the scale come down and get leaner and get stronger, but it's more the the journey than the destination that uh, people need to focus on. It's the self care habits um, that you know give you a fortified mental health, give you a fortified body um, that people need to start focusing more on. And the more you enjoy those habits, those day-to-day habits and find value in them, then the less you're going to want to focus necessarily on on the actual destination. Because if you're doing everything in with the best intentions and being enlightened with your choices, then the outcome is going to come when it comes, you know. And sometimes putting a, a duration on it is good. And sometimes it is bad because most times you know life uh, will throw you a curveball, so and you might not be able to obtain those goals uh, within that certain time frame. Should you feel disheartened about that? No, because at the end of the day, being able to do these self care habits is the reward in its in its own right because. I think we spend so much time staring a little bit too closely at the industry, obviously, because we work in a day in day out with clients, trying to help them uh, problem solve their 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 um, their lives essentially to help them progress and keep some form of consistent progression so that they're always happy. Um,
0: yeah, but I think that when it comes to like if you've got a phase where you've potentially plateaued, like and you still want to see progress.
1: But you, are you plat if you're still doing all your self care habits, are you plateauing?
0: The thing is, so this is why I always so that, No, but I've is, just like, got this thing where like me and you think slightly differently. Yeah, but if you're
1: if you're doing if you're training five times a week and you're eating a nutrient dense diet to a certain degree, still enjoying your life, enjoying your training yes, the scale might not shift, or X, Y, and Z, are you plateauing? In my sense, not really, because you're still doing positive things to to better your life. So you're not plateauing. If you were, in sense, plateauing, you'd be doing nothing.
0: Well, I think, you know, I'd actually slightly agree, but I also disagree, because, say, for example you have been put in a situation where like your health is is declining to some degree or another Mm. and you're kind of given in some sense a lifeline for you to sort it out or it's going to go tits up like we all die at the end of the day but like it's making sure that your life is as high quality as you can for the time being that we're on this earth Mm -hmm. and i kind of think that for a couple of years now the trend that i have seen a lot of has been the fact that we are very sympathetic and i'm talking this primarily off of weight loss okay mm. and being of weight management Shall i say i don't want to mm. say weight loss weight management something that as humans we are really struggling to do worldwide like you know the we seem to forget that we have like a massive obesity pandemic in the UK that's put strain on so many things like the healthcare system a number of different things puts people's lives at you know risk and mm. and i think that with the rise of people sharing their opinions on things or their personal experiences and their journeys mm. we've ended up being a little bit too sympathetic to people not making i guess look if you're an individual who's just a normal fucking you know there's no issue you might just want to look better for in a dress for a Mm. wedding or Mm. you know i'm not talking to you but i'm talking to the individuals who are sat there knowing deep down because you do know because i knew that i was really really overweight and i was very you know it was brought up on every occasion Mm. whether it was going onto an airplane and not feeling very comfortable sat into a seat or you know as i said in the previous podcast being you know when you're at school and they get tell you to get in the scales in biology or you know all of these things are always constantly brought up family members oh she's put on weight this that the other oh she doesn't look good you know you know when you're fucking overweight you're not oblivious to it okay mm. whether or not you do something about it is completely different and obviously i can talk from a privileged position in the sense that i've already stepped over that hurdle to get to the position i'm in, in today mm. but i think we've become as a society very sympathetic to yeah nobody's the same nobody's the same nobody should be the fucking same we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people's physiques Mm. but we also should not be avidly advertising and encouraging people to be unhealthy and overweight and I think I know this is a very controversial Mm. topic and i know you're like and as for you as a male yeah, i don't the fun I'm, police. you know somebody that was a bodybuilder i don't think necessarily has the right to talk about this in oh my days. in you controversial t- to topic to, to this you don't i've got no
1: opinion you've Is got many
0: opinions mark but in the sense of I can say this only... As a
1: straight white male, your opinions mean zero. Didn't
0: say that, but you haven't been through a mega fucking journey where you've been called hugely... You went and bodybuilt.
1: I was bullied at school and I was uh, uh, ridiculed on a daily fatty fatso... My nickname at school was fu- fucking ugly. You so, said that on a
0: podcast. Mark, yeah, so you were never to put say, into a position, but from the, from the yeah, general... Yeah, I was. I Mark, was,
1: actually, when I was bullied at school for being overweight and, and everyone would call me a fat fuck and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, but my so, Mark, you've never been on an extensive journey of weight loss. I've literally seen what you look like as a child and I've seen what you fucking grew up to and you turned all of that into steroid rage. So at the end of the day, you don't have much place to talk about. I personally think there's a huge difference between you were not morbidly obese. No, I wasn't. I was morbidly obese. I was fat
1: at one stage. Uh, Mark,
0: everybody's got like the the word "puppy fat." Do you know what I mean? We're all fucking either ridiculed. Like I say to my sister all the time, I'm like, it's actually awful how people were nicknamed at school over certain things. It's disgusting. But you know, that's a very short period of your life. But something that takes you through into adult and work, you know, working relationships is a fucking problem. And I think that we have been a lot more sympathetic with the rise of the fact that we shouldn't be judgmental on others. But if there is an issue with health, which we know, you know, science is... We know, we all know... The reality is is
1: that people uh, attach themselves to calm a form themselves into feeling better by telling everybody that it's going to be okay. When sometimes it... It uh, pushes against a medical and scientific narrative because people just want other people to feel included and accepted. And when they put out all these, these vibes, what do people generally do? Double, t- double tap a little heart. Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. And everybody feels warm and fuzzy inside Like you when did- reality that is, may, can be counterproductive to somebody and somebody's health
0: yeah and i think that you know and i think the complete opposite on the other side of the scale like i don't think looking up to bodybuilders and people no. when you're at your leanest so you're happiest in any way shape or fucking form no. that is not the aim of the game but,
1: no, but it's also taking you're also taking advice from people that say no it's okay to look a certain way but are not in the industry, or do not, uh, in my opinion, sh- do not have the credentials or the qualifications to be telling people how they should or shouldn't be living their lives. Having studied and gone to university and obtained a degree in the field, you you know that the science is telling you otherwise. So. For people listening to people with no hands-on experience and that are not in the trenches is generally not advised because, you know, sitting in a four-bedroom house in Fulham being paid by mummy and daddy, preaching a certain narrative just so that you can make yourself feel better and find some form of, I don't know, value in your life is not helping I'm society. not fucking saying,
0: I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people, there's a general image on the fact that Yes, we are who we are. Do you know what I mean? We should accept all shapes and sizes in this world. We're like, as I always say, we are completely individual. We all have personal context to our lives and the way that we look and feel. But if you are avidly going out there and there are a lot of professionals that do this, which sympathize far too much with people being very, very overweight Mm. and saying that it's actually... It's good but I, you guess what I mean it's we, good to do that is where I draw the line now. because you know, I think we are that also you're...
1: the industry and society in general have also uh, glorified people that are essentially underweight you know that are also like like models and things like that where people are childlike to a certain degree and you know those people were glorified and that in its own right like Georgia said with bodybuilding and someone's 3% body fat, that is not healthy, you know. Everything is on a spectrum, on on the on a, a statistical outlying in, spectrum. In where... my
0: opinion, it's probably unhealthier. And I don't take it to be at three percent body fat. And I'm talking from a female perspective here, yeah, mainly, of course, and the same with doubt. men. But like, then it is to be carrying some excess body weight. Because, yeah,
1: I would agree with you. Now, I'm not as talking well. on the
0: massive each end of the scale, but in general, you know, for a female, you would have lost your your period. You would you know, there's so many health you lost hair. You yeah, know, and like it, you
1: think you're treating yourself by like licking a uh, Cadbury's bar. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even get your, that far. It's like your an perception drink. on food and taste and things like that is so far gone
0: um yeah with- but i just think you know you know there's there's times in like like as i've said like if we go back to like why getting back on track and stuff you know you've always got to realize what your why is do you yeah, know what I mean? and is and your why changes like my why has changed so much and i had so many people when i lost a lot of weight at the start this is years ago now but always you say, how do you do it? How do you stay like that? I can't seem to maintain it. What did you do? Like all of this stuff. I remember being like, I just... I I just did what I needed to do because I guess I remembered what my why was, which was the yeah. fact that you're really, really unhealthy at the moment. And if you don't do something about it, you'll be dead by 30. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you'll continue to get Because I'm one of those people where, unfortunately, for many years of my life, it was all or nothing. So, and that replicated into what I put into my body, how I behaved in my life. It was all or nothing. And I think when you go to getting back on track or did did all the way through my journey, if I'm talking from where I first started with, be, you know, having not only a drug issue, but also being massively overweight to where I am today, did things change? Fuck yes, like so much changed. Everything in my life variable has changed since then. But it's that whole thing of why why have I done this? And I think, you know, for me, it was the fact that I needed to become less unhealthy. And my whole aim was never to be walking around with the fucking six-pack, do you know what I mean? And to do this and do that. It was just to get, I guess at the time, I guess what you call is more normal. Mm. What people were more used to seeing in their eyes, do you know what I mean? Mm. Which was normal, do you know what I mean? Mm. Rather than the same as if you're underweight or overweight, you get criticised hugely. And do I think that's Mm. right? No, it's completely scarred me for fucking life. But like...
1: Like like people like to you know, get on their moral high horses. But there is a level of judgment. Having worked with both spectrums of clients, you get the same reaction when we used to have, uh, lay, we were trying help, to help ladies put on weight that were essentially underweight. And they would walk into the gym and people would always pass comments like, oh my word. And,
0: like, how and, are you even exercising yeah, her? Should when you when you she's here,
1: here? Yeah, shouldn't you be eating some pizza or some? You know, really... But this is the More thing, like, the you know,
0: we are literally living a society, like, I don't know, some maybe this will make it resonate with you, we literally see so many people's opinions on a day-to-day basis, you're not even consciously aware of it. Mm. And those opinions can genuinely change or, like, break somebody's life in so many ways. Like, do I think, like, if I hadn't been told by a professional, do you know what I mean, that you know you're very very overweight like you're going to be on the verge of diabetes that mm. i would have maybe addressed it that time potentially because i got mm. so much abuse from family like literally about the size that i was how i looked how i could be ever have put myself in that position why i wasn't just fucking normal you know those things literally stick with you probably to this day you know yeah, to this worries, day you know, i still think about it and that's fucked but it's for me
1: but just uh, it's during, so you know, at that, that point in your life, it's a very, um, you know, it's weird. But this is
0: all coming from it's people that are not necessarily educated. The individuals most formative in... parts
1: of your life, where you where you develop the vo- the vast majority of your personality, is like between the teenage years. Yeah, it's so into fucked up that adult. literally
0: it starts the shortest period so of your life. the vast and it...
1: majority of the things that influence you and impact your life choices and decisions happen to you essentially when you're at your most vulnerable to a certain degree
0: yeah and i think that it was always the same as like if you're bullied at school that both me and Mark were. how many
1: times have you seen somebody who tells you that they're a very very sporty person and they played first team rugby back in like 1984
0: yeah i know but i think we all live through that i think if you've been like i would i would say that at school i wasn't in like a. I guess if you could do a high school chat, do you know what I mean? I wasn't in an unpopular group of people. I Mm. I was the anomaly in a popular group. And I didn't have the best time at school, as I've mentioned previously. And I think you always have those ones that are super popular or dating the hottest guys. And if you honestly, like... It doesn't really stand for much when you grow into being like the ages that we are now. Vast and you spend the majority
1: of your life to a certain degree as an adult and like a very small percentage of your time in that environment. Yeah,
0: but like their high, their whole highlight. Like say if you've done absolutely fuck all, which is like some people I went to school with have absolutely done fuck all. Like, you know. If you've done absolutely nothing in your life and you're just sat there like in the same judgmental yeah, I mean, position yeah. that you were in before, then honestly, your highlight reel was when you won eight fucking netball again in yeah. netball, or when you were crowned fucking some queen of whatever, or mm. you know what I mean. People mm. live by that. It doesn't mean that you're anything close to it now. Like, you, you know?
1: Did you have prefix at your at your school?
0: Um, yeah, clearly I was never one, although I was made as a li- library prefect. You know, the oh, only reason geez. I was a library prefect you have,
1: did you have, is because uh, you were allowed
0: stickers and stamps. And so I could stamp the book and I've obviously got like a weird you, stationary obsession. Did you
1: have head boys and head girls?
0: Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, at primary school we did. Oh God, that's a primary very good... But yes, of course we must have had. I wouldn't have even were fucking known. Were you know a prefect
1: could... at primary school?
0: No, I was, a library, I was a library prefect. I don't think I even got to prefect. I was just like the library assistant. And it was only because they gave you stickers. And I could like laminate the books. That was literally a, um Barring that, I probably, d- I don't really have many proud moments at school. No? No. Okay. I mean, just, just in general, school's never really a vibe. Some people school. love liked school. You like school.
1: Yeah, I love that. It was so much fun.
0: I wish you'd actually understand what it'd been like. Imagine if you'd gone to a co-ed school.
1: Oh, it would have been horrible.
0: It wasn't the boys that were an issue horrible. for me, it Yeah, was the girls. that's the
1: problem. It's the girls that are, that are an issue. That yeah, they're, they're really funny. catty and nasty. You know what you I mean? You know
0: what? Like, I, I mean, Where the,
1: guys, the guys was, it's just so much like the first three years at an all-boys school, it, it's like everybody trying to figure out the, the pecking order. And after people have had a couple of punch-ups then everybody knows where the standing order is and then everybody becomes mates. And by the time you leave high school, you're basically family.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that's also like dependent on where you're like fucking brought up. I think like, you know, you could have the complete fucking opposite, which I would probably say is like, none of them are family, (laughs) like literally in any way, shape or form. I think also always... I know. Maybe this is another controversial thing I'm bringing up, but like everybody always says that like women are for women, like girls are for girls. And I just don't agree mm, no, with I disagree. that. Yeah, <laughs> I just think I've dealt with so Having many. <laughs> Spend
1: the vast majority of my professional career around women. Day. Uh,
0: oh my god, are, it's vile. Some yeah. of the behaviour that women do. But again, yeah. you know, we've always had to prove ourselves against men, so there is something to be said that. There is that in in any environment, there's always that thing where you're heightened. You're either proving somebody in the sense of the way you look or you want to be able to get a male attention should you be straight or that way inclined, you know, or you're doing something to prove something. And, you know, it's statistically shown that if you're a woman in a male dominated environment, if you want to get somewhere, you've got to push people out the fucking way because it's not mm, as easy as being a man walking into a job. And, you know, it is that thing where normally they say that the CEOs that are women of not every ceo but majority of women ceos especially in like the us and Mm. worldwide are horrible to work for because Mm. they've literally had to i get it they've had to fucking fight 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 through yeah through through some testosterone listen i'm not gonna say
1: like i mean yeah we can men can think a certain way
0: yeah and women can also be incredibly vile to be around
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it's
0: None of my issue ever came from actually men in any way. It There's a lot of people with... that
1: hold very old school misogynistic viewpoints and it's generally the older generation. I had to label. Oh it, my I god, that's a big statement.
0: Generation. No, take yourself no. into another industry. In fact you clearly haven't witnessed it take yeah. yourself to the bloody gym then you'll realise who fucking yeah, is that's the packing order true.
1: but you just need to you know show it's all about why do I have to kingdom? show
0: when you wouldn't need to why do I have to show them my fucking dominance why do I need to act like a complete cunt to somebody do you know I, mean? I don't and I shouldn't have to, have to. for the you sake of the be like of me like being a the
1: a female lioness and you have gotta show them who's the boss
0: do you know what happens when you show a man a boss that already wants to be you the boss
1: are ni- you are stronger than 95% of all men you just push them over
0: but that's the thing. We're not resorting to physical violence, are we, but Mark?
1: sometimes that's the only If you're being catcalled
0: on the street... No, what are you going to do, Mark? I don't know because it's never happened to you. Uh, what are you going to do when a man, sh- you know, a group of three men, at, like, start following you in a van, shouting shit out? You're going to mouth back, which obviously you've learned as a wow. woman you don't do because what happens is they love it. It gets worse <laughs> and worse and worse. Why are you laughing? That's the reason know, why you're just... all twats. Do you know what I mean? Like... You don't understand. You can't just always fight back at things. Do you know what I mean? You don't get your life sorted by fighting. Do you know what I mean? You get fuck all actually from fighting most of the time, unless you're a professional boxer. Just. No. Yeah, but why do we need to be like that sort of more masculine approach of dominance? But why? Why can't we just live our lives without not having to prove to men that we're strong enough? Why do I need to do that? Why do I not need some ratty man that does fucking a shit bicep car to take my handle in the middle of a set? Why do I need that? I don't. Why do I need to does anybody take your handles? No. no exactly. I don't. Why do I have to be like, mate, I'm using that and then just fucking outright ignore you and just take it? Because Why do I have to do that?
1: that? Because you're a woman that you don't need it as much as a man does.
0: Yeah, but that's when it starts to be a fucking problem.
1: But when you, when you, you know... Show what? Them...
0: Yeah, but this is the thing. What, show masculine dominance to the fact that no, I'm but stronger? sometimes...
1: So... I don't need to live. prove
0: shit to people, Mark. I don't need to live my life for fucking men around me to tell that's me whether or not I'm strong Jack. enough or not. I don't need you to tell me I'm strong enough <laughs> at all. I just need myself. Strong, no. you Thank strong. you, Mark. Do you know what I mean? I work hard at it. But there comes a point where you just think fuck's sake do you know what I mean like at the end of the day why do we constantly have to prove ourselves in environments it's just not the case or you've got the choice of just being a woman fucking run company literally which is fine I think I'm all for that you know there's plenty of very successful women only and maybe actually I think women really do get a lot of shit done and I think this world would not run without us at all
1: preach sister
0: preach do you not agree yes Uh, Oh my God! <laughs> do you not agree with that? Um, you don't think that the world would run without women?
1: No, I think I think we would uh, generally have, you know, a, a large. Uh, this is a very controversial topic that I don't necessarily want to. I agree with you, um, but it's just this whole thing is just very raw. Uh, you know w- what what do you
0: mean? It's not raw. It's having a voice over something. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm too ignorant to have an opinion. You're. T- <laughs> That's my we're honest opinion. Ignorant. I'm too ignorant to have an opinion, and that's the problem. Is so many people are willing to give their opinions on mm-hmm. things when they're so ignorant on the topic that it's just like please. But stop. you
0: would you would happily think that you're too ignorant to give an opinion no, as to whether or not, so not this, woman, it's, this, it's this so world would not run the same without women.
1: It's, it's so I see you as my equal, and I've I've treated all women like that and that's the way i've been brought up to have respect towards women what and about value them. Your <laughs> yeah, Well, that's a very different topic of conversation for another day you know but you know these things oh. happen
0: <laughs> yeah th- this is what i mean but you're not ignorant mark At the end of the day you can equally share your opinion this world statistically would not There's run too well. Too many
1: opinions, and from people that have got no right. Who would pack up the opinion?
0: house, Mark, properly and efficiently?
1: You did. No, you but, would. And but you without do.
0: women, without me, you've got two dogs that are girls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What would your life be without your mum? Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. be here. You'd just be all rubbing each other's dicks. Do you know what I mean?
1: Circle jerking.
0: I feel like you've done it before for some fucking reason. You did go to an all boys' all school.
1: all boys' school. We. No, we, out of all the boys' schools in uh, Zimbabwe, we went to the, <laughs> the only one that was half-decent. See, half decent. you're
0: not that fucking ignorant to be able to make comment on that, are you? Do you know what I mean? If yeah. it came to bros, do you know what I mean, you'd be able yeah. to give your opinion. But when it comes to women... No, all
1: the circle jerking was done by Mavros and the crew, Falcon Boys.
0: Oh, stop doubling fucking Mavros in here just because you fucking clearly wished you went to Falcon Um, yeah anyway but no I think we've highlighted and covered a vast array of topics today Um, but yeah in general I guess with us you're always going to get life pretty straightforward in the sense of realistic rather than Telling you that fairies and unicorns exist. I'm sorry mm. if your child's listening to this, which I hope they're yeah. not. Mm. Uh, unicorns don't really exist, and neither does fairy dust. Um,
1: neither does Santa.
0: What the fuck? You can't end the podcast. Yeah. Do you know what Santa only just well, feel When you was the last time you, awesome found when out you that bought Santa. me a Christmas present? Why can't you be fucking Santa Claus? When was
1: the last? I bought you a birthday present and you didn't buy me one. And I bought you flowers for Valentine's Day and you didn't buy me anything. You know? uh, can the I just point is... out what I
0: bought you? I bought you two pairs of fucking shoes. Uh, oh so God, let shoes? me just let you. This, <laughs> August.
1: Right. The we're ones gonna, yeah, I've just gonna... packed
0: away in the numerous of boxes that I've had to pack away for you. I carry the boxes. Okay, when I just went in and bought you a fucking brand new iPhone... Oh, let's just talk about... No, yeah. we're not. We're not. You can just check my bank statements to how much I've bought Mark throughout the space of our relationship. Yeah,
1: but that's... I deserve it because I'm a very good husband.
0: Okay, ending there. There is absolutely no gold stars for Mark currently.
1: <laughs> i get five stars, I
0: No, five stars? Yeah. Like no. an Uber. One star. Right, Okay. Until next time, episode 15 will be with you soon. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful tune in next, have a great day. Speak soon.